Back to life, back to reality, oh back to life, back to reality. Do you remember that was the theme tune for the, uh, I think it was called the Reality House or something. It was one of those awful Channel 5 spin-offs. They brought, they brought all like the, there was some woman that was on like this driving thing and someone from Big Brother. It was called Reality. I don't remember this at all. Was this before my time? No, no. (laughs) It was like back to, I mean the song was before both of our times. I'm not that old. Anyway. Anyway, going to talk about something, I don't know, sometimes it brings some people happiness and it doesn't bring, and some people hate it, don't they? Fair enough. Yeah, it's a bit of a controversial topic, I feel, when it comes to happiness. When it comes to happiness, yeah, but it's a very, I'm not going to say it's a very controversial because a lot of people just don't even know what it is. No, they do know what it is, but you know what I mean? <laughs> they don't even bother with it. But, but we're going to, just tell them, Jack, tell them what you're going to talk about. Yeah, just tell them. So the views expressed in this programme, they used to say that at the start of Geordie Shore, do you remember that? And not the views this of them. This is very politically correct of you. We, we try to be. Larry's a very political correct guy. We're going to talk about the world of reality TV and the joys that it may bring and it may not bring to some people. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think we're going to focus more on the entertainment value or, or lack of of some of these shows. And uh, like why you might enter it in the first place. These are kind of reality TV, whether it be music ones or Big Brothery type ones, you know. Because you entered, didn't you? Uh, that's a very long story. I don't know if we... we <laughs> who knows if we've got time to get into that? Oh, it's a long episode. There was one time 11 years ago where I was a very shy, naive... Can you imagine a shy, naive version Impossible. of me? 16-year-old uh, who turned up at Old Trafford and auditioned for The X Factor on his own. What did you and, sing? And um, I sang... What did I sing? I sang Saw Her Standing There by The Beatles... Um, and it was like, you know, you queue up outside Old Trafford, I waited for the whole day and I got a, I got a golden ticket and I waved it. I was on my own. I was like, yeah. And it, and you, the, did you go on your own? Went on my own, Aww. just queued for um, just queued for hours. And then I got through, they asked me to come back. And I think for my recall audition, I sang Two Little Boys by Rolf. It was either Two Little Boys by Rolf Harris or... Um, Why would you sing that? I, I don't know. I, used, I sang it in the... Uh, the, the Year 5 talent show when I was a kid. I used to love that song. This was all before the times of... Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We said this was a politically correct episode. Anyway, we'll talk about X Factor later. But one of one of the things that we know that um, has brought us together is is we are a bit of a sucker for a reality TV show. I don't watch it as much anymore. No. Because I've kind of been here, there and everywhere. But definitely growing up, I think it's it's been a huge part of definitely our generation. I think the one that... The one that started it for us. So you you obviously had all the singing shows. And we'll get onto the singing show because I feel like there's so much to talk about. But the one that I was addicted to when I was a kid was Big Brother. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. I didn't get that into Big Brother, I don't think. I think my sister did when she was like a teenager. But I think my parents hated it because obviously like sometimes they chose some inappropriate content. It was so inappropriate. And so like my parents like hated if we tried to watch it. Um, so I don't remember watching it so much as younger. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't watch like the first one, like the first two or three. It wasn't until it was a little bit later on. I remember just like being like, "This is wild!" And on the on the walk to school, probably about thirteen or fourteen, and you've got this group of young lads, and we're all talking about. And this was like all the time where there were all the pin-up girls and stuff like that, and we'd all be talking about who our favourite Big Brother contestant was. And I remember I had a, a geography teacher who, Miss Gladwin, and if I was quiet for the whole lesson, 
she'd, and I was well behaved, she'd let me have five minutes at the end to stand up and like talk about last night's episode of Big Brother. Oh my and God. Give, like, my ver- <laughs> <laughs> like give my verdict. And, I, and I, honestly, I was so well behaved in her lessons. That's hilarious. I think back then when, it, when Big Brother started, it was like the first thing of its kind and it seemed like such a, like, think not genius but it was just such a new concept that everyone was very much like Mm. bricked and quite into it because it was you know there was nothing else really like it whereas now I think people have seen the effects of some of like of something like Big Brother and there's so many more shows that are similar to that that I think there's a bit like less interest in it or a lot more kind of negative views towards them but when, when they started out they were quite like I wouldn't say pure and innocent, yeah. but you know, it was just like a, it's like, it was like a psychology test. Yeah, I agree. Basically, it was like, let's put a bunch of strangers in a house together and see how they, how they react. And that's what was so interesting about it. And it's weird, isn't it? Just like no talent, like they put a load of people in and we just choose what kind of personalities we're drawn to, who's the funniest, who's the kindest, which personality do we like more? Yeah. And we like, we pit them off against each other and, and stuff like that. I know, it's funny how, like, as a viewer, you become so invested in these people that you don't know anything about or you didn't know anything about. No. And I don't know what it is that just, like, gets you hooked. But you just, yeah, I guess there are sometimes these characters that you become so interested in and you just want to see what happens or what they do next. And it always ends up being the really outrageous ones, doesn't it? I think that's what it is. And, and I don't know if people, people play up for the cameras or whatever. I imagine they do to a certain extent. But I think what you, you've hit the nail on the head and, and kind of the enjoyment comes. Big Brother was one of those. It was edited, but it was all kind of secret cameras and stuff like that. But as, as you move on through, I guess the next generation was kind of Jersey Shore and Geordie Shore. Do you remember them? Oh, and it was like, yeah. The reason you watched was because all of a sudden... Only ways Essex. Ex- you know what? You beat me to it. It's because... I, I guess for before the times of like Instagram and stuff like that, you just you'd know your own little tribe, you'd know your own little circle and the people you know. Then all of a sudden you're being introduced to these crazy, wacky characters. And and do you know what I mean? It might be heightened for TV, I imagine it was, but you kind of that's what it is. You watch EastEnders because Shane Ritchie comes on and he's this cheeky chappy or you watch it because <laughs> Phil Mitchell's going to beat someone up. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you've got Geordie Shaw and you've got all these lads with the muscles and the girls with the fake tan and, and you don't know what they're going to do next. So you're watching it for that kind of... Does that make sense? It, it is that similar concept of like you do kind of just get invested in these people and these characters. Um, and I guess it is just like the same as watching like EastEnders. It doesn't seem like it's mm. reality. You, I guess you wouldn't watch it thinking, oh, I'm just watching these people live their lives like they're all made in Chelsea. Those kind of programs, I guess, kind of do seem a little bit more scripted and that's when they become a bit more like a yeah. soap. The reason TV brings happiness is because it's a form of escapism, whether you're watching a film in, and you're going into space or anything like that. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing with reality TV. It might be taking people into a different world and, I mean, we're not going to talk about whether these people are, are role models or not because who are we to judge? I mean, I've got my own personal views, but uh, yeah. we're talking about happiness. <laughs> the young people, young susceptible people, they might be the role models or they might be kind of what they want to be when they grow older or, or their kind of characteristics. So it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a funny one. But I, I remember with the whole Geordie Shaw, it was, it was huge. Like, 
I went to university in Carlisle, so we were so near the um, near Newcastle and stuff like that. So no. we went over a couple of times, had a couple of nights out in nor- the northeast. And I remember losing all my friends, and I stumbled off drunk. And I met this guy, and I've got selfies with him, and I'm <laughs> telling him, texting all my friends, going, "I've met Ricky from Geordie Shaw," and they were like, "Oh my god!" And people were like buzzing about. It. Do you remember like club nights where people used to pay money, That's so- and, that, yeah. and then there'd be with somebody from Towie, and, and people would be queuing up to get photos. And I text someone like, "I've got a photo with Ricky from uh, Geordie Shaw," and I sent this photo over, and it just wasn't. It, I, just, I don't know who it was. Who was it? <laughs> Some random bloke, and I don't. I think he'd either pretended <laughs> or he really didn't really funny. understand what happened. But has it brought? I, I guess the question is because it all always comes back to Larry. Does it? Does it bring you happiness to any of these programs? It's like, definitely more of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it is. It is. I was going to say to my auntie. I remember it was. The, I think it was the summer or the year after with Love Island. I went round and I was like, "Come, just watch it. Just watch a couple of episodes with me. I'm here for a few days. I just, I can't miss out because everybody. Do you remember when everybody was just talking about Love Island? Yeah, I think it was the summer of 2019. No, 2018. I think. I think it was 2017. The Chem series. Oh, so, oh yeah, no, maybe you're right. That's yeah. I didn't watch it. I resisted. I might have watched the final. I think I watched the final of that. <laughs> and I was like, "This is so cringe. What is this?" <laughs> no, yeah. If if you're not into it. Then you just kind of you you lose fat. But there was there was a series with Kem, and then the year after was Jack and Danny, and then after that I, I lost interest. But the, I I said to my aunt, I said watch a couple of episodes, and she watched halfway through. And then when I left, she went back and watched it all, and she was like, okay, I'm addicted. And it's it's that guilty pleasure, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure at one point my dad got into it. I'm sure that the, the same year that I eventually gave in, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch this, which was the the Danny Dyer mm. series. My dad will just sit down every evening and watch whatever we're watching, like on TV. And I was explaining all the characters, like not characters, but, you know, all the people and what they're yeah, like, yeah. like, who's with who. And he definitely did get into it. And he'd like, you know, g- give me all these updates that he'd read in the newspaper, like, oh, this person's been kicked out because they did something inappropriate. We don't want it to yet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, someone's going to be watching at 9 pm tonight. Exactly. When you break it down, it's a little bit, it's bought, like, not much happens, does it? It's just like. It's so stupid. But I I always get into the, like the celebrity versions, like I'm a celebrity or like Celebrity Big Brother. Mm. I'm definitely more interested in those, I think, because you already know who the people are. Like you already know that you find Gemma Collins really funny. Mm. So I'd be more inclined to watch her when she's on Big Brother because I know that she'll be absolutely hilarious. But I thought Big Brother seemed like quite yeah. a fun series to get into. Like there was definitely, was it last year or the year before when I remember that they were saying they were taking applications from like pairs. And I said to my friend Jamie, who I, we like hosted a bingo night together and we did a radio show together and he's just hysterical. And I said, Jamie, I was like, I really think we should apply for Big Brother. <laughs> because it seems like quite, for me, I find the idea of it quite fun. Like you're just in yeah. a house with a bunch of random people. It's like a big sleepover. Like why wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Obviously you won't necessarily like them all. No, the, the psychology element of it. I love that. But it would just be being filmed, and then that's your life. Yeah. Now you're you're known for whatever. Because there was a lad that I went I went yeah. to school with, um, and he was on it, and I've, I've not spoken to him about it. But it was just like it it must change your life because, and then everyone knows. So it's like okay, what's your next step? So I guess if you were a teacher and you did something inappropriate, then yeah. did you know Alison Hammond? You know from ITV. Yeah. Oh my God, I love her. <laughs> I've like recently discovered a newfound love for her. She's absolutely fantastic. So she was, she was on. Don't tell me, has she been on Big Brother? She was on like the first or second series and she came last. 
Oh my god. Wait, what do you mean she came last? She was the first one to leave. She got evicted straight away. Really? <laughs> first one to leave. So and I don't know what the story was. I might have listened to like a Louis Theroux or something with her. Um and she was talking about it and that was like it was the start of her career, but That's really funny. imagine now you're the first one to go. Like if you if you were the first one yeah. to leave Love Island, I don't think you'd even be able to promote whey protein <laughs> on Instagram. <That's> wild. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was a weird one. Alison Hammond. That's a little fact for you. She's legendary now. Like, I'd love to be Alison Hammond, I've decided. I think that is my goal in life, to be Alison Hammond. <laughs> Just one day to be a... So, is that, so his big brother as pairs, that's the only one that you yeah. were going to reply for? I mean, I wasn't... No, because you've been on a... G- game shows don't count, do they? No, game shows don't count. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that one. I mean, I don't think I, I would have seriously done it, because I think my parents would have cried Disowned but you. and there is that whole element of like yeah it would be a bit life-changing it would be a bit scary but you applied for x factor as you said what made you decide to do that obviously you wanted to become a singer so let's start we'll go back to 2001 okay gonna be here for a while <laughs> it's the, the week it's the saturday night before christmas me and my mum were sat on the floor we're watching steve brookstein and g4 and between them, there's going to be a winner. And we're both, we're both Team Steve. I grew up listening to like Motown and Soul and Otis Redden and stuff like that. And there was this older bloke who, who sang um, soul tunes. And he won. And I don't know why, but it was, it was the first thing that really caught my eye. And I was such an X Factor fan growing up. Like, I, I loved it. And I learned so many songs from it songs like different styles of music that i had never heard educational elements well you do because like you they go right we'll have the beatles week and maybe as like a 10 or 11 year old i'm like okay i know some beatles songs then you hear a new one and i guess the x factor for me as i'm older now and i I learned it's an entertainment show it's not a talent show and i remember my mom took me to manchester and we went to the manchester arena and we watched the x factor tour and I was like 10 years old or whatever. What was it, 2000? Yeah, would have been a baby. At the end, we went to the uh, the, the backstage <laughs> door. Steve Brookstein was like going from fan to fan. And he signed, and I've still got it somewhere. He signed my program and I was like buzzing for oh. that. And I loved it. I don't know what it was about it. Super fan over here. Well, if we're talking super fan on the X Factor, <laughs> you knew it was coming and you threw me in the deep end. I have to, of course. So oh, let's God. talk. Let's talk about you, Sarah Tabar, because you are, I, I believe you still are, a big fan of one act that has been on The X Factor. Now, 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 whoa, 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 before we go on, I've got a few more things to say, Sarah. I'll tell you when I'm done. Um, so we have had, we've had some hugely successful full acts off The X Factor. Was it... Was it One Direction? They were a huge... I'd understand if you you were an no, ex... No, I actually never became a One Direction fan, which is surprising if you knew me. <laughs> like, you weren't a 1D you'd fan. you think I was the type to uh, go for One Direction, okay. but no. Right, okay. Take another guess. Was it a group? Were they in the group's category? Is there a duo? I can see them now. They've got these two big, ridiculous, blonde quiffs. <laughs> were you a Chedford fan, Sarah Tavar? Perhaps, perhaps. I will proudly admit that I still think they are two lovely boys. <laughs> um, Where, how did that start? Talk me through it. How did that start? When did it start? Why did it start? Well, because... Do you know what? These are all very good questions. <laughs> well, I, similar to you, was definitely big on the X Factor hype. You know, when it started out, growing up, I thought it was great. And I think a lot of people probably felt the same when, again, it was like quite a new thing. Obviously, we had Pop Idol. 
um, but seemed like a music show until people started to realize how curated mm-hmm. it is. Um, you know, I think over the years you start to realize, like you said, it's not as much of a talent show as it first kind of was advertised. Yeah, as. they don't claim to be a talent show. It's, it's entertainment. No, it's just entertainment now. And so I think as like a family entertainment show, it was still really good. But I guess maybe it, I think it's just become a bit boring that whole thing now yeah anyway back to jedwood <laughs> i just tried to avoid that topic um yeah i don't do you know what? i don't know how it happened. But you are pallywood do you talk to them on social media not like regularly have you seen them live yeah front row but no do you know what happened do you remember i don't know if this was a thing no it was definitely a thing. It was like newspapers how the x-factor house became like a it was known like everyone knew where it was because it was in north mm. london for quite a few years southgate way yeah 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 people just found out where it was and then school kids would go and visit like after school or like on weekends like it became quite a normal thing if you lived in the area that like everyone would just go and then mm. the year of jedward it was um quite close to my friend's next house door to you. <laughs> so you it had right to be a jedward fan uh, <laughs> no it's near my friend's house and we were like why not let's just go and like see what the because we were just hearing like, everyone was going and it was sounded pretty i don't know it's guess the thing you do when you're like 13 or 14 you've got nothing else to do so we're like let's just go to the x-factor house i remember we were walking there and jedward came out of this shop uh like a corner shop or whatever and we were like oh my god it's john and edward and we like went and spoke to them took some photos a classic thing again can i just reiterate i was about 13 um and they were just really nice uh like unexpectedly just really really lovely um, and we walked back to the house with them and there was like paparazzi taking photos and that's how it began. And they were just like genuinely nice guys and like, you know, were just chatting to us even though they had no idea who we were and, you know, wow. didn't really need to. Uh, I'm sure they had their own motives of like, you know, we want to become famous, let's become friends with our fans. But yeah, so then we ended up going back quite regularly to the house. Um, but yeah, I remember we went really, really early one morning and we like made this big poster for them. We literally, we did just like dedicate our lives to X Factor over the, those few months. Like we were... <laughs> it, it could take your life up, it's, can't it? It is quite sad. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, we, this is... But the, we were kids. We, we were, were happy. Kids. It was entertaining us, you know, keeping us off the streets. Uh, we made this massive post for them and yeah, the security guard went and got them and they came out and they were with us for like half an hour, just like, I don't know what we talked about. Yeah, so since then, um, you know, we're pally with Jedward. There you and go. And they're really nice guys. I'm sure yeah, they're sometimes lovely. Sometimes I'd get, I'd get like the odd, uh, when Snapchat was more popular, they'd like randomly send me Snapchats. <laughs> Being like, hey Sarah, how are you? How are your friends? We hope you're good. Like, happy Halloween. <laughs> and now I get the odd voice note on Instagram, which is, do you know what? I'm not really? like, I get very excited. It's I a, bet you do. It's a fun little surprise. And very nice of them to remember me. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. I mean, I was I was kind of friends with Chico at one point. <gasps> you were. How did that happen? It was. <laughs> this is just us sharing our. Ex- well, it, it, I say friends with Chico. I was fourteen. I was not friends with Chico. I was a kid. I was a, a bit of a Chico, but I liked what he. I don't know. I don't know. It's when Chico I look back, Tap. yeah, it was. It was catchy. He was catchy. Uh, that was a tune. I think I've got the single. Oh, CD. I think you went one one step further than I did. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you clearly weren't a fan. And he got a number one. That that was it. This was a generation where it was mental. X Factor was like just running the music industry yeah it was it's ridiculous 
<laughs> and I was a, I was a fan and I loved it and and then there was a few like solo gigs that he did so I went and saw <laughs> Chico did his solo gigs and I remember but he was and in how the, old were you then I was like maybe 18 19 no um I was young but I remember I remember my grand taking me because he was at like the local theater and he like came up and he was like hey I remember you and then he was like gave my grand a kiss on the cheek and she was like oh like you know what looking back it's now I would that I would never be like oh my god I but you you're young you're susceptible and it's a nice nostalgic yeah. feeling that you exactly. kind of you felt a little bit because everyone like wh- whatever musicians unfortunately mine were just awful awful pop acts off the X Factor <laughs> and as I got older I I fell more into a, a different music and mainstream and and different things like that but I think it it does definitely bring happiness to to kind of have that. And that personal touch, and I bet Jedward sending you a little uh, cheeky Definitely. selfie every now and then brings you enjoyment. But especially when they're doing those programs, I do think it makes such a difference when they're able to like connect with the audience, or like, mm. and it sounds very cringe, but or like connect with the fans. Obviously, that applies to like all artists, but I think when you're looking at these programs, like I said, like, well, I remember watching Jedward's audition and being like, who are these people? They seem so annoying. They seem like so up themselves. But then we met them just by chance, like literally like kind of by accident. Obviously we were headed to their house, but met them by accident and they were just really nice people. And that obviously does gain you something. Like I think talking generally in life gets a bit deep, but like just that bit of niceness and actually taking some time to like, you know, talk to someone or whatever and they were I remember that that first day we met them they were like what were your names what were your names like Sarah and Zoe Sarah and Zoe and they were like okay we're gonna remember that you know when they make an effort it does kind of it does it reels you in <laughs> yeah <laughs> it gets you grabs you and I guess like social media changes now so people maybe for the younger generation are building more relationships on social media but I guess that authentic so touch when people and... meet like favorite influencers or something like that I guess that's the modern day equivalent yeah exactly but we laugh that you're a Jedward fan but I guess it is a nostalgic happy memory that you'll uh you'll always hold exactly. close the clear thing is for Larry make sure that Larry whenever you were a kid you found yourself somebody off a reality tv show <laughs> hooked onto a based your life on them yeah i think as like you you know new generations or whatever it, it will evolve and change like now those kind of reality stars that maybe we became obsessed with now it is you know teenagers becoming obsessed with these influencers on instagram mm. that i'm sure in like another 10 years it will be god knows what well that's terrible yeah exactly but that's how the love island guys like if you win love island like you're pretty much guaranteed to make a million pounds like it's yeah. mental, like the... Yeah. The it is, yeah, it's crazy how easy it's becoming to become famous and, like, well-known and admired. Well, George Orwell said it, didn't he? Did he? Well, he said everyone will have, like, five or 15 minutes of fame. And, and you now it's, mm. it's so possible because there's so much content and TikTok, especially if you're in music, the world of music is there's so many people that can do it themselves now, so they're releasing themselves... And now it's a thing of TikTok. If people were getting obsessed with, yeah. and I, I've I've kind of delved into the world of TikTok, but I don't want to go too far into it because I, I'm too old for it. I feel like I feel like no, this is not my territory. Yeah, but I've avoided it, it is, so far. It's reality TV in a sense, but it's so short and quick burst because that the brains of today don't have. Do you know what I mean? The capability to take in that is what it is. It's like. They they have such short attention mm. span and like a two second processing time. Like if they're not hooked on it. God, like I imagine minutes. recording a half hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
but it's, we're doing it's, it right. Yeah, no, but it's it's one of those things. I I think with reality TV and the way it is, I always say good luck to them. Like yeah, like fair play. When you were younger, <laughs> people wanted to be doctors and nurses. Then it went to footballer and pop star because of X Factor. Mm. Now I imagine the kids are saying, "I want to be on TV or I want to be an influencer." I don't know but what I think it means. The difference is. At least with the one, you know, the musicy, the singing shows. There's, uh, and I don't want to insult people, but like, there's a level of talent there, mm. and they do, you know, whether they do just want to be famous or they actually want to get into music. Um, I think that's where there's kind of a fine line of, you know, just wanting to be famous and maybe not knowing what that what actually comes with that. And mm. then the other side of it is like, I just want to do music, but maybe they don't feel like they don't have another choice. Because it's like so difficult to get into music yeah. these days, and maybe they just see it as like. Do you remember um, Into the Ark? Yes, I do. You t- who went? You the... told me all about them. Did I? We played a gig with them, didn't we? Did you? You did. Do you not remember? Like you sent me a Snapchat oh, years ago <laughs> when you were in Wales, and you were like, "Look at these lads!" And I was like, "Whoa, they're sick!" And then oh, ring a bell, and you really wanted to do a gig with then them. Then they went on the Voice. Did you do a gig with them in the end? Yeah, we did. We we um supported. We did two gigs with them because they were on the Tom Jones tour, and then we played. We played a couple of times with Tom Jones. Sorry, I felt like that was like a net paper Tom Slipping Jones. Slipping that one back, in there. Back in the day, when I was a child. <laughs> well, yeah, because like I I just thought of them because I remember. They were really against this whole idea of going on a singing show. Like they were two, they're two, uh, they're a duo musician. For people who don't know them, they're insane. Like, great musicians, so, yeah, great lives. So so good, like amazing voices. And I'd seen them live, like just you know by chance. And then they decided to go on The Voice. And I remember them saying that you know they had been quite against this, and there's a lot of stigma around musicians going on these shows because it's like, oh, you're not a real musician if you go on them. But I think they just thought saw it as like another, another platform to kind of promote themselves on and i guess if you can do it Mm. right and you're aware of everything then you can go on it and still hold your musical you know what i don't know what it is like status and like they went on they did really really well yeah exactly became better tom jones they were very genuine and like he was very actually supported them which i think you get with the voice more so than than other shows and stuff like that because you hear horror stories but it's it's a very good note because I know a couple of people that have been on The X Factor and, and a couple of people that have been on The Voice because we, we started to play... When we were gigging a lot, we would do a lot of um, Christmas light switch-ons and stuff like that. We were we were on the same management as the guys that won um, Britain's Got Talent that year, Calabro, the, the musical theatre oh, singers. Yeah, that name rings a bell. We came, we came into contact with a lot of people and one of the lads we, we actually knew from university like before he even before he went on that we were in a talent show together many years ago when my band were called swag and tickers anyway moving on oh from yeah that. you have mentioned that. <laughs> but uh the reason i say it is on the on the next episode we're joined by a friend of mine who was on britain's got talent in a band they were called the lovable rogues and they they came third on the show and we're going to talk to him about Did they? yeah they came third Wow. And he had nothing but, but positive things to say about it because as much as there probably are some downsides and I'm sure that you could like sit there and, and slag these options off and stuff like that. And I imagine people that do are the people that have kind of been rejected or, or spat out of the church. I know some people have, do you know what I mean? We won't get into the politics of it. But he's had um, nothing but positive things to say so because it gave him a platform. And, and these, if you go on these shows, that's what the that's what they are. They're a platform, and if you use them and utilize them, 
and you have a bit of a plan, yeah. you can do you can do great things. And, exactly. And maybe the, the wave will not last forever, like because uh, it very rarely does it with with opportunities like this. But if you can make it, if you can ride that wave while it lasts mm. and meet people, and you yeah. never know. Because one of the lads that was in his band, he's now one of the presenters on Capital FM. Yes, and he's on Dancing on Ice tonight. As there we you record. go. <laughs> exactly. And basically, my band was just trying to be his band. We were basically a rip-off version, but not as good. Yeah, you were very similar. Very similar. <laughs> very similar, but not as good. In terms of the world of reality TV, Larry, does he like it? Does it bring him happiness? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> no, I think... I, Guilty pleasure. Yeah, I think it would him bring him some easy, light entertainment. But I, I can imagine Larry would be wiser than us and he wouldn't have been as invested or obsessed as we were with some of these shows. But someone <laughs> like my dad, I've, that's the kind of vibe that I'm thinking about. All right, yeah, like yeah. My dad will enjoy sitting and watching these every weekend and he you know, gets quite into it, but just sees it as light entertainment, not real musical or whatever. I reckon Larry would be the guy that sits there in the background. The family have got it on. He's like, he's yeah. taking it own. But I bet he like, he'll see it. Like he'll be watching the auditions and he'll go, I bet she wins. Next thing you know, bam. How do you yeah. know? Do you know what I mean? Larry's, just, Larry's got that happiness. Uh, yeah, definitely. Sense, you know. There you go. There you have it. Reality That's TV. Like it. It's definitely brought me some happiness over the years. Absolutely. Next week, who have we got on? We're going to get in depth even more with reality TV. We are, and I'm super excited. We have got former member of Britain's Got Talent finalists, the lovable rogues, Eddie Brett will be joining us to tell us all about why they chose to take part in Britain's Got Talent, whether it brought them happiness. It was like an exclusive behind the scenes of going through the Britain's Got Talent chain. And do you remember that? That good love sick and I'm sick of this love game. I love them guys. I think we, we all know you did, Jack. <laughs> I think I based a career on them. <laughs> and if you're enjoying the podcast, please do hit subscribe and if you're feeling particularly generous why not give larry a five star rating go on make us happy as larry subscribe today see you next time